Yeah, peace. I love peace. I'd be out of a job with peace. Do we know each other? Reality. It's changeable. All right, folks, welcome back to another review episode of Words from Words. I'm JT, and on the other end of the microphone is my co-host, a good friend, Adu. What's going on, Adu? Hey, man, it's good. Yeah. You know, not much. It's the end of summer, you know. You know, right? And with the end of summer comes the end of summer Marvel, and I think throughout this 2021, we've been fed pretty pretty well. We've been fed what? What do we have? Wandavision, Loki, Falcon Winter Soldier, and now we're at the fourth Marvel television series, Marvel Studios television series, Marvel's What If. Yes. Narrated by Jeffrey Wright. Marvel's first foray into animation. Yes, it's CG animation, so it's not traditional. But, you know, traditional animation is out the window, unfortunately, in a lot of cases. Yeah. Unless you're, like, on, like, Disney Channel Cartoon Network or something like that. It's pretty much CG animation. Right. All right, we're going to go episode by episode. We're not going to... We're not going to... Uh, dive too deep into each one, but we will give overall reviews of each, starting with yeah, what uh, if Captain Carter? What's uh, that? I was yeah, I was I was just gonna um, let the people know we're we're uh, this episode is gonna be focusing on the first four episodes of What If? Yes, yeah, sorry, we're doing a a, a mid season review. Yes, What If? Which and the, basically the concept of the show is What If? something different happened in the MCU. Like, what if something changed? Or what if one What if one character took a different action? What if one character died? What would happen? What are the ripple effects of that? What if one character was replaced with another character? You know, all this, and, you know, seeing all types of possibilities and things like that uh, in the MCU. And it was, it's, uh, it was actually also a comic book series as well. Yeah, so it was, it was kind of uh, oh jeez, it's it, they're they're all one-off stories basically, yeah. folks. Um, they're basically alt alternate universes, and so it's basically like a dude was saying. It's basically basically just what if something different happened? What if the story that we've seen so far in the Marvel movies? What if it's there's a slight twist or something that complete that's completely different to what actually happened in the live action films? It's like well, it's like someone combined Marvel with the Twilight Zone. Basically, with a, yeah, no, it's still pretty weird. Anyway, episode one: What if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? And so this episode basically takes place in the forties when um, Steve Rogers is he's basically been given the AOK to uh, take the Super Soldier Serum. And um, I guess something different happens. 
he yeah. doesn't become Captain America. Yeah, um, it's weird because the thing that changed in this one was she decided to stay on the ground floor instead of up in the um the observer the I guess the observation deck whatever it's called, and right. for some reason that caused the Hydra guy to like I guess shoot earlier. I don't know why that changed that, but whatever. The point is for reasons. Um, Steve couldn't make it to the chamber and uh, basically they had to go with Agent Carter to, you know, be the one to take the super soldier serum, go in the chamber and become Captain Carter. Um, and, you know, they made her a buff WWE girl. Oh, oh, yo. She was like China, which makes sense, right? Because like Steve yeah. was small and then he became like regular muscular. And then, so so Agent Carter was like, you know, like normal uh, size. So she goes in the chamber and she becomes like the size of She-Hulk. Basically. And I thought, you know, this this episode for first episode was pretty fun. You know, it was, you know, generally lighthearted for the most part. Um, you know, this episode, not, not even this episode, but this whole series, right? Yeah. It has surprised me with the language for an animated series, they I think I'm pretty sure Captain Carter said shit at one point. Uh there I mean I mean, yeah, I would expect that from the Marvel movies, but I expected a somewhat more PG version of what we got. And so far, this they're really just staying true to the actual content of the movies, which I appreciate. And when I mean the content, I mean like the approach, the PG-13 approach. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes says the show is rated PG-13. That's crazy, right? You And you wouldn't expect that for Disney for a Disney Plus series. Especially, you know... Oh, wait, no. That's the wrong what if. That is a movie starring Harry Potter. That is something totally different. <laughs> what? So, oh, starring Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah. But... I mean, yeah. Okay, here we go. IMDb says TV fourteen, which is uh, again, that's 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 still pretty mature. Yeah. For a for a, a cartoon or anime you say, you could you could say the S word. Why am I saying the S word? <laughs> I think you could say shit in TV for and on TV. But I think as a fan going into it, I think that um, apart from the other Marvel series, because they're all live action and they're all based in the MCU. You see a cartoon or an animated series based on Marvel projects, you're not expecting to hear curse words like you would in the movies. Mm. Although it is based in the movie, it's based in that universe, you're just not expecting it. So it was a it was a, a breath of fresh air, so to speak, because it just it tells me that Disney didn't like say, hey, this has to be pg this is a cartoon on disney plus you guys can't just stay cursed like they were like okay we're just going to stay true to the themes and to and to the language that is in uh the actual movies and i thought you know i think the show does a good job of fitting into like it, it feels like the mcu you know um even though it's doing like drastically different things like changing up the formula well not even really changing up the formula i should say changing events of what happened to see like oh, okay cool what would you know let's just you know let's see what would happen if we changed this or you know that you know i think i think 
it's a really cool concept and i think it's pretty cool that they're doing this you know um i don't know so much about the anime i mean i i I, a lot of people have had issues with the animation i think it's okay yeah i'll I'll give you that i think it's just okay It's, it's fine you know it's not something to write home about but you know it's i mean you know for what it is it's okay i don't think it's horrible or anything like that um did it did the like did it make sense to you that steve basically became the first iron man uh no i would have definitely expected it to be uh howard stark i mean you, you heard howard stark he's not a fighter he's a you know neither was tony I mean, yeah, okay, true. Until Tony was put in that situation. I guess, but, you know, I guess his dad was less What did, what what was he using as a power source if it wasn't, because they clearly hadn't discovered. Well, if you, didn't they get the, um, the cube? Didn't they get the cube? uh, No, Red Skull had it. No, yeah, and then Captain Carter got it back. I think that Howard had created the suit beforehand, didn't he? No, you know no, what? You I don't think right. he did. Yeah, I don't think he did, man. He, if at best he had like schematics, but I don't think he'd actually like built it. And you know, I thought it was really cool to hear Haley Atwell, Haley Atwell, um, do Captain Carter the role. Well, Agent Carter the role again. You know, I thought it was because I. I know, I know you're not a big fan of the ABC shows. I know you're I'm not. not. I know this. But I thought Agent Carter was a really good show that deserves more love than it gets. I really do. <laughs> it's on Disney Plus, so you know. I'm just saying, if you ever feel like checking it out, I, I feel like it's worth a, a watch. Oh, no thanks. I, I, I t- it's, I, I'm telling you, man. It's really it's good. I, I thought it was good. I thought it was very well done. Look, I'm surprised at how much I liked it. Not because I didn't like Agent Carter before. I just didn't expect to like it as much as I did. But I just, whatever. I, I thought it was a really good show. You thought and you, Agents, you, you thought gotta, Agents of you, S.H.I.E.L.D. was good. You don't think it's not? You don't think it is? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yes. That show was great. Yeah. Fucking fucking. Oh Anywho. God, man. Come on. You tripping, bro. You need, you need to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's a good show. But yeah, man. Um... So do you think this episode really took risks as far as what it could have done with the concept of Agent Carter as the the first Avenger? I mean, no, not really. I feel like it's definitely things that I expected. Uh, She's a woman. I definitely expected her to, and it's the 40s, so I definitely expected her to, you know, be belittled and to take her anger out and prove herself. Um, So, no, it's not very much that I think they took a, a, a lot of uh, chances uh, pushing the envelope. And also, they, the, most of the episode was basically a montage uh, at, you know, of her just doing the things that Steve did. Similar to the first Avenger, actually. I mean, not that the, most of the movie was a montage, but there was a montage portion of that movie. Right. So how uh, do you feel about the fight scenes? Uh, I, I like the fight scenes. I mean, they were they were okay. Uh, I I feel like she was uh, Agent. I mean, a Captain Carter or Captain Britain. I don't know what the hell they're calling her in this show, but uh, Captain Carter I think was definitely more like 
of a brutal fighter than Steve was, if that makes sense. Kind of, yeah, you know, yeah, she, yeah, she was kind of more of a rough and tumble type of fighter, wasn't she? Yeah, and I guess she was going in. She was going. She was going in, and I'm guessing that's just because she had probably more fight training with the SSR or wherever she was working than um than Steve had when he had first when he had just joined. Steve Steve was was trained by the streets. streets. Yeah, he was trained by the streets. You know. He was trained by the fist Wait, he's that from, he received in the He's streets. from Brooklyn, right? Right. Yeah, Brooklyn born and bred. You know, that's where he learned how to fight. But yeah, um, I also like the fight scenes. I, you know, I, 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 yeah, as far as like, they didn't really push the limits of their animation, but I thought they, it was well done as far as like the fight scenes and her fight scenes and the actual plot of the episode. I liked that they act. Now, I know you probably have no idea what that tentacle thing was, do you? Nope. See, if you'd watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you'd know. See, it, is that it, the same it, tentacle it thing from Doctor Strange? No, it is. They, uh, it, oh, you mean from the fourth episode? Uh, yeah. Possibly. It, actually, it might have. It probably was. I can't imagine there's too many of them. But yeah, see, if you'd watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you would know that Hydra secretly worships a tentacle monster that's where they get their logo from and it's called hive yeah Yeah, and it's called hive and it like has like mind control capabilities so me personally as someone who actually watched agents of shield i thought it was pretty cool to see hive again listen i did watch it up until you didn't watch but you should have kept watching you, you so you didn't see the season with hive uh nope Oh, I, I guess Ghost Rider I, left, so it might okay. I guess that was I guess that was after Ghost Rider, but yeah. So for me, I thought that was pretty cool to see. So, um, but yeah, uh, the first episode was fine. You know, it was just fine. I didn't have no issues with it or anything like that. Right. But the second episode, whoo! Second episode, boy. What if oh, T'Challa man. became a star? Uh oh, I, I don't like the way you said that. I just get emotional. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was something else. But yeah, man, what if the child became a Star Lord? Um, because this is one of uh Chadwick Boseman's last vocal performances as Black Panther. Oh, wait, actually, before I go ahead, could you tell that that wasn't Chris Evans? Oh, absolutely. Oh, you could? Okay. I know exactly who it was. Is he he's the voice of Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Jo- uh, Josh Keaton. Yep. Okay, that's the only Spider-Man I recognize. I was, I was curious because a lot of people were surprised by that for some reason. I thought I he did, did a good, good impression. Yeah. yeah, it was it was very close. It was very close. Well, I was like, oh yeah, this is Josh Keaton from Spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, what if what if T'Challa became a Star Lord? I loved this episode, and not just because it's Black Panther, and not just because I love, like, Black Panther and Guardians of the Galaxy are literally two of my favorite Marvel franchises, so for them to put them together like this, I thought it was, I mean, it just, appeal, it appeals to me, you know what I mean? Like, I love Star-Lord, I love Black Panther, hey, put them together, let's see what you get, and of course, you get a Star-Lord that's actually competent. Actually good at his job, yeah. Like, oh, shit, everyone loves this guy, hey, it's Star-Lord, what's up, man? Oh, I thought that was He's charming as hell. Oh man, that was I thought that was really cool to see. Um what's what's the uh Korath, right? Korath? Um, yeah, Kor- yeah, 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 yeah. Kor- Korath is a T'Challa fan, uh, I mean a Star Lord fanboy. And like 
the Ravagers are basically the, the, the guardians of his universe, you know what I mean? Because there's not really any guardians because Peter Quill never went to space. So there's the Ravagers, you know, took the place of the guardians in that universe. And just about every, just about all the main performances uh, in this episode are from the original voice actors themselves. Yeah. Um, uh, they they even got the writing the even the writing I, to me felt like James Gunn's writing. It probably wasn't James Gunn, but I, f- I thought it felt pretty close. I'm sure James Gunn had a had a, a hand in it or a a, a a vote or a voice in it. Because um, again, he he uh, originally was going to be the architect of Marvel's uh, cosmic side. Is he no longer? So- I mean, he's just coming back to do Guardians 3 and the Christmas special, but after that, he's done. Okay. Uh, I mean, T'Challa, as Star-Lord, is so good at his job, he was able to get Thanos to become a good guy just from a debate. Voice by Josh Brolin. He just talked to him. That's all he did. He was like, like, you know what? You got a good point, man. I'm not even going to be evil no more. <laughs> so Thanos, but Thanos was still trying to prove his point, though. <laughs> he's Thanos is bullshit. He's literally become one of those guys that tries to convince everyone that Thanos was right. That's what he's become. So, how do you feel about good guy Thanos? Um, I felt like if anyone would have talked him down, it definitely would have been T'Challa. He's got he's uh, an inspiring king, and um. I thought he he was definitely uh, more comical than uh, regular old Thanos. Did but, you like um, that, or you didn't like it, or what? I thought it I thought it was an interesting choice. I didn't I didn't expect it. You know, it wasn't something that I disliked or that I I, I thought it was a, a good choice. I'm like, damn, he's literally a Star Lord. He's conquered so many things in the stars. He even conquered the the thoughts and the opinions of fucking Thanos, the Mad Titan. Oh, you a bad dude when you can you can basically uh 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 I don't what is the word um convince no not convince debate uh re re reason no no is it like what do you when you go to prison you you know he basically reformed Fran- oh, uh, Thanos re- rehabilitate yeah, he rehabilitated Thanos's mindset. Like, that's a bad dude. And this whole movie—I mean, the dang the movie. This whole episode, uh, T'Challa had a plan the entire time. The entire time. A good plan too. And 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 uh, and this is to me, this is a side we haven't quite seen in the in the T'Challa character from. Chadwick, even though it's that's unlikely to happen for a while, we didn't see how much of a master tactician and strateg- 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 strategic mind that T'Challa Strat- is. Strategist. Sure, yeah, strategist. <laughs> We're tra- tripping you up. Because T'Challa is basically like the Batman in terms of strategy of the Marvel world. And so we didn't really get much strategy from him in Black Panther or Infinity War or even Civil War. It was kind of more so just emotion, doing it for his father, doing it for his country. But this this just proves that T'Challa has the mind of a master strategist. 
Yeah, yeah, and he's clearly got great diplomacy skills as well. Yeah. I mean, him, him and the Ravagers are just going around making the universe a better place. Yeah. Why did Nebula have a weave? Good question. Why did maybe that? Because maybe Thanos is the one who, like, made her bald so i guess he had stopped at a point before she had got bald before he had gotten to her 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 brain so so nebula had blonde hair before that's what you're telling me uh i mean very well she very well said i don't i don't know about the blonde hair blue skin combination but hey it's it's something you know she i guess she was playing she kind of gave me just rabbit vibes Yo, they, they turned Nebula into an IG model. Yeah. Wearing her finest but, fashion Nova. That is a great comparison. I mean, and she was even, and even still, she definitely was affected by Thanos. But I guess Star Lord got to Thanos and uh, uh, Nebula before she had clearly gotten all the augmentations that Thanos had given her. My question is, where the hell is Gamora? That yo, I was thinking the same thing. What the hell happened Better to Gamora? Yet. She was Who just the gone. Hell is Gamora? Okay, all right. All right. Why? Why okay. is Gamora? That, that's enough. Oh, that's okay. that's enough. That's n- oh. none of that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, they, did they even mention her? No, they did not mention her at all. Yeah, Jax as a fucking bartender taking pictures with T'Challa, like. Okay, I guess. At least his, his wife and daughter were still alive, so it was a beautiful moment. Yeah. Wait, who, oh, Drax is, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, yeah, there was a little scuttlebutt about them not asking Dave Batista to come back to voice him, but honestly, I kind of, it's not even shade. I see why. He was only in the episode for like, what, a minute? If I that, maybe, yeah, would, and it would have been uh, uh, a high bill they had to pay for all of what 60 seconds to or less like no Disney's getting a regular ass voice actor to imitate him and granted it very obviously wasn't him but you know eh. also Dave Batista has been talking a lot of smack about working with tomorrow uh, well you're not wrong he's been talking so much smack ever since James Gunn was fired. Well, I mean, they, they did kind of do him dirty. No, they definitely did him dirty, but even since they rehired him, he hasn't stopped saying, oh, I think I'm done with Drax after this next one. I'm tired of that damn gray skin. Like, dude, just be thankful. Like, you're not the best actor in the world, okay? What, now, 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 hold on. Why you got to cover him like that? I think Dave Batista's a perfectly cromulent actor. I think, he's, I think he's, he's cromulent. Yeah, he. I think he's good. Yeah. I think he's. Hey, you know what? I, I'm I think. Not I lie. think. In his career, it. he's. I, I think I respect. I, I kind of respect it. You know, he he. Hey, you know, he's just being real. He, oh, he's being. But one thing you can be certain about, Dave Batista. He's he gonna speak faking. his mind. Yeah, he ain't faking. He he's not faking mind. anything. He's just being real. He's just. He's just saying. He, he's just saying how he feels. I, I honestly. I respect that, especially coming from an actor. 
again, I respect that too. But look at this. How long was Thanos? Thanos, I mean, Josh Brolin, he had what? Well, that one quick scene, right? Than- no, Thanos was all up in the episode. Oh, you're right. He was at the end. Damn it. He was he was part of the Ravagers, actually. Fair enough. Um, I'm just saying that Disney had does not even have to go out of their way, right? For for uh, actors who are asking for far too much for these small, maybe two three hours of their day. And so with Dave Batista talking the smack that he does, he, he doesn't give them any incentives to want to let, let's get him for this small little project, you know? He he doesn't do that. Oh yeah. But again, like it was I mean, you could count the number of lines he had on one hand, probably. Absolutely. So that as well as his smack talking is probably why he just hasn't wasn't contacted to play Jack. And the question is, will Drax appear later in the series, though, with another episode? Because even on the poster, even on the poster, you definitely see someone that looks like Gamora. So clearly they're not in this episode, right? So a future one down the line. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Well, I guess we'll find out. It'd be kind of weird if he voiced. Well, I mean, I guess we already know because Batista said they didn't. They never contacted him. So, I mean, either he doesn't show up for the rest of the season. Which, by the way, season two has been confirmed. They're doing another season. Either he doesn't show up for the rest of the season, or he, they just didn't call him at all. So, well, you know. Um, how'd you feel about the collector though becoming the new big bad? Ah, and he was also voiced by Benicio del Toro. Yep. And I was like, okay, because he was actually a bigger guy. He he was more alien appearing, I guess, kind of. You know, I was like, okay. I thought that the collector being the new big bad for the this this version of the Guardians, I thought it made sense. Because either way. Thanos got you to the guard to uh the collector, or the collector got you to Thanos. Either way, I think it makes sense. And either way, um, I think it was uh a good episode. Uh and I, I enjoyed uh this take or this uh performance of the collector. Yeah, I I thought it was really cool to see too. I mean, collector in the comic books isn't exactly too similar to the collector in the MCU. In the comic books, he's actually, he ain't one to mess around with. MCU, right. he's very much, he's, you know, he's kind of a punk. You know, he's, he's, he's not, he's not much of a fighter, but hey, you know. He's see, more like an art collector. When he, when he, <laughs> that's actually very, that's a very good uh, comparison, by the way, if you haven't, check out our Candyman review. Um, but yeah, that that's a he's got the way he had like his uh, weapons set up. You know, he had like Mjolnir and Captain America's shield, and you're like thinking, oh shit, uh, he had Hela's crown and shit. What the what what did he do to these characters to get these items? Yeah, so this is telling me he's likely killed these characters, and so this is the badass version of Collector that we've been waiting to see, or at least that Marvel really wanted to put out. Now, I'll also ask you this. 
Mm-hmm. Do you think a character who's capable of obtaining these items, right? Do you think it's believable that he was able to be like defeated like that? Do you think it was he was easily defeated? I do think he'll be a little more easily defeated than anticipated. But again, this is like a half hour series, so they want to ramp it up. True. Half hour episode. So they want to wrap things up. So I get that they kind of had to 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 uh I wouldn't say stupefy some things, but they definitely had to play some things up and make it happen fast. So I, I get why they did what they did. All right. Now the ending though. The the very, very, very ending. Where well, we see they, where we see Quill at a fast food place. That I think might be, uh, I think that might allude to maybe something towards the end of the series. Maybe because Ego shows up and he's like, Hey, I'm your pappy. <laughs> and he's like, Come on, let's, 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 you know, what's <laughs> I up? like how you said that. I'm your pappy. Come so do you my think... spaceship, son. <laughs> so, do you think, uh, uh, we might see like follow ups to these episodes, or do you think they're just like, one total one-offs to just let the viewer imagine damn what happens from here you know i wonder right i wonder if every single episode this season just takes place in the same world wait if every episode yeah like what if every single episode well, no, because oh, yeah, there's, that a, make the, there's, a, there's a zombie one that's coming up. So yeah, I don't no, agree. no, no. And the third one definitely doesn't fit with the first one. Okay, so mm-hmm. so there may be follow-ups. No, ev- literally that... every single episode is self-contained. Yeah, so I, I, I think that there could be follow-ups, but like you said, they're self-contained. I don't think it's 100% necessary. But even... Uh, like for example, Doctor Strange Two, right? When that comes out next year, I have heard that Captain Carter appears in it. Live action. Bro. Oh, like what if characters from What If popping in the movie? in the multiverse of madness. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That's a good point, man. They might. This and might I even be hear the main like... character episode four is going to be in it. I'm not going to say who it is, but the, the main character of episode four is also going to be yeah, he uh, would up fit. here. Yeah, I, 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 that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I wouldn't be surprised if that's something they did. That would be really cool to see, man. Yeah. But, I mean, Jesus, what a... That could be something, I guess... They could have so many versions of characters... And that could just be something that that leads up to beating Kang, the Conqueror's ass, you know? Because, hmm. like, like I've, I've been watching the show with the, like, the thought in my head where, oh, you know, this isn't, like, super important to the MCU. This is just, you know, for fun, basically. You know, just, just hey, you know, something, something casual. But Oh, no, they said there are, all these episodes are connected to the MCU one way or another, and it's going to come back. Oh, shit, really? So th- these are all like sort of canon. No, and these are definitely all canon. They're just in a canon in a different universe, but they're canon and they're likely to appear in other movies or other shows later down the line. Like it could, like somebody could appear in 
and WandaVision too. Maybe if there's a if there's a second season of that, but we still don't know what the hell happened to White Vision. Oh, he's absolutely coming back for sure. That's what I'm saying. So that was why that's why there might be a season two. Okay. Yeah. Unless he brings back Ultron. So um yeah overall how did you feel about the second episode? Oh the second episode man I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed T'Challa's voice. I mean Tyler Boseman's voice performance. And I enjoyed everyone's voice performance. Everyone who came out from the movies anyway. And even those who uh, you know did impressions of other characters thought did a, a pretty good job. Um, the story was quick, fast paced, and it showed, I think, the 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 superior version of this of Star Lord. You know, you you always get the black man to do the job, the white man just can't seem to get right. Oh man. yeah, same man. It's it's probably been my favorite episode so far. Um I just like I said, you took two of my favorite franchises and put them together. Um I thought, you know, the ending was a little because it's like the the, the well, his parents have spent their, their like a long time wondering where the hell their kid is. I feel like they'd be a lot more upset that he was kidnapped by a bunch of aliens. They were very welcoming of him back. I'm like, which they should be, but also like the aliens <laughs> should have been like, okay, thank you for returning my son. Please get away before we blow your spaceship because you abducted him and he was a minor. They was very casual about the fact that aliens exist too, weren't they? Yeah. It's like I mean, also, you know what this means, though? What? This, this, oh my God. I just thought about this, bro. I, this just popped into my head, right? Okay. Yeah. So, you know how, you know who Tanahisi Coates is? Yes. And you know this, the, the Black Panther story he just finished writing? Yes. What is it called? Oh, shit. Uh, uh, oh my God. It's slipping my mind right now. I think it's called Black Panther Wakandan Empire or something like that. Isn't it World it's, of Wakanda? No, it's not World of Wakanda. Um, but it takes place where T'Challa is in space. That could be the explanation that Marvel uses for why T'Challa is, is gone. Hmm. Because this episode, this episode just further cements that Wakanda, Wakandan vehicles are capable of going to space. Hmm. Hmm. And that and that could that could leave a lot of room, you know, for you know them to be like, okay, T'Challa's in space. That's why Siri taking care, Shuri is taking care of so much. Um, he just decided he wanted to be a part of the mission because there are so many threats. Blah 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 blah. I'm sorry, I'm just spitballing right now, but I just no, think yeah, this could... yeah, man, yeah, maybe, yo, you might have cracked the code. I might have cracked the code. We'll see. You know, they still got to explain why T'Challa. I mean, they don't have to explain because they could just. I don't know what they could do honestly, but they got to explain it at some point, and I feel like this yeah. makes the most sense. Yeah. So Not... yeah. Um. Love the episode. Like I said, favorite one. Um, now the third episode. This is really where this show gets to. They they go all out with like their their. They their did a Who Done It episode. Yeah, yeah. It's a Who Done It. The name of the episode is 
what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? It basically takes place during the events of a uh, Fury's, Fury's big, big week, week, which if you don't know the the first what uh, first three, three? Uh, well no four first, Iron Man two. Uh, okay, yeah, the first four solo movies of so well I guess five if you're counting the Incredible Hulk. The first oh yeah, yeah. Uh, five solo movies of the MCU, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Captain America, and um, Thor, um, that's called Fury's Big Week because it all happens within a week. Yes. Within seven days. All these, well, not the first Iron Man. Well. No, yeah, you're right. Not not the first one. The second. Yeah, but the second Iron Man. Yeah. yeah. So the second Iron Man is basically Fury recruiting um, these these people of high interest who are capable of many different things. He's recruiting them for the Avengers Initiative. But um, Thor is the first one. No, no, he's not. No, he's not. The first one is Tony, right? And then characters start dying left and right. The Avengers, before they can be formed, are killed. Yo, they really, they're taking them out. And it, it's not a joke. It's not a fake. It's not like no comic book stuff where they come back to life. They are dead, dead, better than dead. You know, and then we, we they uh, even adjusted some of the scenes um, from The Incredible Hulk to fit with Mark Ruffalo's performance. That was interesting to see. <laughs> to see, oh, uh, there was like, oh, damn, what's the actor's name? Edward Norton. It was like, Edward who? We we don't know who that. It's always oh, been, um, they, it's been like that since two thousand nine, buddy. Yeah, that's that's uh, that was actually pretty well to see. I like the Incredible Hulk too. I think it was a it was a pretty good movie. I I, I like that. I, I know. I, I agree. Yeah, I think it was a good movie. It, I just people don't it. give that movie its props. Yeah, it's it's owed a lot more credit because that that I think that was the best interpretation of the Hulk. To be honest, I mean, we only got what like three. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, Ruffalo's Hulk in the first Avengers movie was great. Um, but after that, he just kind of went... Not that he, he's a terrible character. It just kind of became less Hulk, if that makes sense. Like, he's I mean, less yeah, of the beast. Yeah. I, I guess for whatever weird contractual reason, he's still not allowed to have solo movies. I don't know. It's, uh... So he they he has had to have like be scaled down into like just team up movies, but you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, I know what the contractual obligation is. Universal still owns the rights, just like Damn, Sony owns still? the rights. To, is that uh, ever gonna run out? <laughs> Shit. Well, I don't know. I think, I think that their statutes are expiring soon they have to make a hulk movie like what's even so the, what's even the point because it's like you're not making no is it just to be it just dicks. to be petty because yeah. it's like you're not making no money off of it outside of what you i mean they do they have like hulk stuff at universal studios uh i'm sure they do they i'm, I'm sure they did yeah they do they do so outside of that i mean you're not making no money off of it the Fast and Fur- you got you're making billions off of Fast and Furious and the Jurassic Park movies and the oh no Transformers is Paramount so yeah Fast and Furious and Jurassic 
is Jurassic Park Universal? Uh, yes. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's just company stuff. I, I just, I don't get it. It just seems kind of pointless. You're not making no money off this, so what's the point? I don't know. I they want They want Sony and Marvel to bid to pay them hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, it. you're right. You're right. That's probably what it is. You're absolutely right. So yeah, I digress. So yeah, basically the episode is we're trying to figure out who is out here killing the Avengers and also now that there's no Avengers, who's here to protect the Earth? Because since Thor's dead, Loki comes up, hey, y'all killed my brother. What's it's going time on to here? take y'all out. Yeah, so you know, Loki's pissed about that and now they don't have no one to defend them. So this is Nick Fury. It's a very stressful time for Nick Fury. And someone has framed Natasha Romanoff as a murderer. Yeah. And I thought, you know what? Throughout the episode, I think they did a really good job of dropping hints as to who it could have been. You got to pay attention, but I thought they did a pretty good job of that. Did you, like, so at what point did you realize who it was? Because for me, it was as soon... I wasn't until they showed him. Oh, really? I realized yeah, I had no idea. I realized that uh, basically at the at the uh, uh, Natasha fight scene because I'm like, there's really only one character in this, and well, maybe two characters in the MCU who could, who could be doing this right now, and only one of them actually makes sense in this situation. So it's got to be him. So basically, I mean, we're just gonna be out with it. Basically, we find out that it's Hank Pym, Ant Man, killing the Avengers. And we find out the reasons because in this universe, and really this is the actual what if of the episode, if you ask me, it's what if Hope joined S.H.I.E.L.D. Because Hope was an was a agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. and she died on a mission, which made Hank go crazy with grief. And I guess he blamed Nick Fury. And he's like, well, you know what, Nick, I'm going to ruin your, your plan. I'm going I'm gonna, to 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 protect the Earth. I'm going to ruin your Avengers initiative. And kill the Avengers. I mean, I'm like, why wouldn't you just kill Nick? Why are you killing all these people that didn't do shit to you? Why wouldn't you just kill Nick? Um, and so Nick Fury, I mean, he basically teams up with Loki in the end. And um, wow, teams up with Loki to take down Hank Pym. The, you know, the way Loki, Nick Fury smacked the shit out of Ant-Man, I thought that was hilarious. Because I wasn't expecting that. So it just happened like, psh, oh shit. Because, you know, you don't realize it's Loki at first, and then eventually you're like, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. But yeah. Um, you know, this episode really shows that Ant-Man is not someone to be fucked with. And I'm glad. Because quite frankly, people be disrespecting Ant-Man a little too much for my liking. Ant-Man's legit, man. I agree. I agree. He be getting shit on in real in real life and in the movies. People stay disrespecting Ant-Man. I feel like it's unnecessary and unwarranted. It's really sad that his movies have the gross the least of all the Marvel movies. Seriously. And I'm not surprised because it's Ant-Man. They ain't going to take him seriously. But it's a shame because, number one, I feel like his movies are delightful. And number two, Ant-Man, yeah, Scott's kind of a goof. But if he got serious... <laughs> He is not someone to be messed with. Number one, he's like the he, he could he could be the world's most successful assassin if he wanted to be. He's I mean, this episode proves it. Yeah, he took out the Avengers. 
The Avengers. Come on he now. Killed Tony Stark by what did he do again? What did he? Uh, how did he kill Tony? Well, I know he injected himself into his veins. No, 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 no. The, the I, uh, it was. I don't, I don't even remember. He like he replaced something with poison or something. Something like that. I, I also don't remember. Uh, he basically uh, shot himself into Thor. Well, no, that's not what it was. Because if you remember, when Odin sent Thor to Earth, he sent him there without his powers. So he was vulnerable. So right. Hawkeye had an arrow pointed at him, you know, just, you know, just, you know, in case, you know, because they weren't sure, you know, what was up with this guy. And Ant-Man basically forced Hawkeye to shoot the arrow. Like he like kicked his finger or whatever and set the arrow flying. Then he, he injected himself into the shoulder of Mark Ruffalo, Bruce Banner, and then when he became the Hulk, he blew himself. He threw one of those those little discs that like increased the size of the his heart of the of the person or the item. Threw it yeah. at his heart. Yeah, blew the fucking Hulk up. Yeah, uh, he and, went into Hawkeye's ear and I'm assuming messed around with his brain. Yeah, he basically just beat the shit out of Black Widow. Yeah, and I think everyone but Scarlett Johansson voiced their characters yeah, in this movie, why. in this episode. Well, no, her her stuff didn't didn't go down until after. Oh, okay. Because this Maybe. was already in, in pre-production. If Chadwick Boseman recorded this, recorded for his uh, episode, she could have done the same well before the uh, contractual shenanigans that are going on with disney okay but um but it's just an example like i was saying i couldn't do it with thanos right but i can do it with black widow here she was in, in, a, in a good chunk of this episode i would say she had more lines in this episode than thanos did in the guardians episode and it wasn't scarlet they didn't reach out to scarlet for this but I also think Scarlet is a super expensive, is way more expensive than uh, Dave Batista. Oh yeah, I, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, she's been in the acting game for like forever at this point. Pretty sure the first yeah. time I saw her was actually Home Alone three. And you know who voices her? Who? Lake Bell. Uh, okay, that doesn't sound familiar. Lake Bell is the voice of Poison Ivy on the Harley Quinn show. Oh, okay. Oh, huh. oh no, yes. I thought you know I thought she did a pretty decent imitation of Scarlett Johansson. I because honestly, I thought it was her. Like honestly, this is the first time I'm hearing that it's it wasn't even Scarlett Johansson. I really thought it was her. Yeah, no, it wasn't her. But um, but what? But what? What was I saying? It was not Scarlett Johansson, but I don't like the. I know what I was saying. I don't like the characterization of Black Widow in this episode. They made her a lot more jokey than she than she has been in the past. I don't know. She was pretty sarcastic. Yeah, She's but I think she was a little overtly sarcastic in this one. I think she was trying to. She was trying to. I don't know. I think it was it was a kind of a miss for me. I think she sounded like Scarlett Johansson 
a, a bit, but I also think that she overplayed the the humor aspect, or the writing overplayed the humor aspect of the Black Widow character. Because primarily, Black Widow is she'll say one or two things here and there, but she's for the most part a serious character. One of the few in the. I don't know. I feel like near the end, she got very, very. I mean, Winter Soldier, her own movie, uh, Endgame, Civil War. I feel like she's. I don't know. I feel like lately she's been pretty jokey. Yeah. Ah, If it it, it worked for me. But yeah, um, like like I said, I like that this episode was really when they started to take risks because this is i mean they basically killed the avengers and then at the end now at the end basically oh by the way okay so at the end you know loki helps nick out with ant-man and then loki's like you know what i'm just gonna take over earth do you think this is the universe that president loki came from Ooh, maybe That'd be really cool if it was, because he t- he basically takes over Earth and you know becomes ruler. So I, I'm and wondering then, if this is President Loki's universe. And then Fury forms his own secret Avengers, kind of with with I guess Captain Marvel and uh, a still frozen Captain, Captain America. America. Yeah, the two captains going to take out Loki. Ah, oh, it would be cap. really cool to, to see that, man. I would really love to see that episode. I don't know. I want to see what that baby looks like. That's going to be a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white baby. What? <laughs> what do what? you... What? Why do you want to see them have a baby? What? I want to see how powerful that baby is. I'm I'm gonna segue yeah. to the next episode. That, that's that's the, the next I episode. I, yeah, I I liked the third episode. I thought it was really well done. Next episode. What if Doctor Strange yeah. lost his heart instead of his hand? So basically, it's you ever seen the blood the butterfly effect? It's kind of yeah. like that. You know, Doctor Strange. You know, you know, same thing as usual, same origin. However, this time, instead of him losing his hands, he loses his love interest, Rachel McAdams. Who I'm saying Rachel McAdams because I can never remember her character's name because they did her character dirty in the Wasn't movie. Wasn't it Claire or something? I you I, I don't know. I, I I was really just gonna say Rachel McAdams for the rest of the review. Because I know who Rachel McAdams is. I just can't remember her character's name. Oh, fair enough. But yeah, so the whole plot of the episode is Doctor Strange. And this is really where the show gets at its most Twilight zone Christine. C- Christine? Okay, thank you, Christine. Because uh, this one very clearly has kind of a moral. Um so yeah, Doctor Strange, he spends the whole episode trying to use magic to try and save Christine. But, uh, but the thing is, he can't change it because for some weird reason, in this specific universe, Christine's death is a fixed point in time, which means it has to happen. And if he tries to keep it from happening, he could basically end all reality. But Doctor Strange ain't trying to hear all that. So he does it anyway. And of course, ends all reality. And the thing, the episode ends very depressingly because he basically destroys the universe and that's it. That's how it ends. 
<laughs> that's the end of the episode. And then the viewers just at home is like, wait, what? That's it? I love that they did this. This this is the shit I was hoping for from What If. Do some wild off the wall shit, like just end the whole universe. And yeah, that that that's how it ended. Like, yo, I'll the evil Doctor Strange. Now, this episode, if you're not a fan of Doctor Strange, you probably won't care that much about this episode. I personally, I like Doctor Strange. So I was very interested in, you know, seeing what they would do with this concept. And I thought they really did a cool job with it. I like seeing, because at a certain point, to get powerful enough to actually change a fixed point in time, he has to absorb a bunch of, like, magical creatures and shit. And I thought, this is really where the animation shined. Because, like, every time he absorbs a magical creature, he, like, turns into them for, like, a minute. Right. And I thought it was really cool to yeah. see the yeah, see the different forms and shit. I thought that was really cool to see. Um, how'd you feel about this episode? I quite enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a bit morbid, but not in a bad way. I thought uh I thought it basically even after he got the um no before that, I'm sorry. Before he started to realize he needed to absorb magical creatures. He was basically doing the exact same thing he did with Dormammu at the end of the first Doctor Strange movie. He was reliving a moment over and over and over and over again until it got him to uh, a point where he was happy or to a point where he realized he couldn't change anything. And, and in this episode, it was to a point where he realized no matter what he did, he kept having to relive Christine's death over and over again. Spoiler alert! She is not voiced by Rachel McAdams. Oh, again? Are you sure? I am sure. I know who she's voiced by. Look at the credits. She's voiced by Leslie Bibb. I'm on IMDb right now. Uh, It says Rachel McAdams is in it. She's not. IMDb says she is. IMDb's wrong in this instance, I'm telling you. Okay, if you say so. I mean, I could have sworn was, I don't know. But yeah, like, once again, we get Doctor Strange. The problem is he's not listening to people. Yeah, we got the, the ancient one telling him that it's a fixed point in time. There's no point in changing it. You can't change it. You must let it go. He's not listening. I mean, yeah. if we can very, very quickly almost turn this into a trailer reaction. We see this is clearly a problem he has if you've seen the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. Now listen right. to people. Causing bad things to happen from not listening to people. Wong specifically says, hey, don't mess with time. Dr. Street is like, alright. <laughs> alright, he's gonna <laughs> fuck that nigga. We gonna, we gonna fuck with Tom. Like, just listen, man. What, what are you doing? Why? Why are you doing this? And like you you now, you mentioned earlier that you feel like evil Doctor Strange might show up in Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I've heard, I've heard rumors from, uh, yeah, I've heard rumors, yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, it'd be although I, I say evil Doctor Strange, but the thing is, he's not really evil. He's just stubborn. He's just a heartbroken man trying to get his woman back, which. In some cases, I mean, instances, it's sweet and it's okay. But when you're being told over and over, you're going to destroy the fabric of time. It's like, okay, somebody has to, I mean, people die all the time. Although I guess his evil looking cloak and the dark shadows they always show him in aren't exactly helping with the whole evil thing. 
Yeah. But again, I think he'll only show up because of the multiverse of madness. So I'm thinking Strange might just happen to run into uh, a version of himself before that universe collapses. Mm-hmm. Well, overall, that'd be really I mean, cool. that'd be really cool to see. I thought this was a good episode. I Same. thought it was. I thought. I thought the performance by Benedict Cumberbatch was genuine. I thought it was nice. I thought that you know, this Doctor Strange, he's got everything in the world that he wants except the woman of you know he's that he's in love with. I thought it was a great concept to change his motivations from trying to fix his hands so that he could be a surgeon again to trying to reverse someone's death. I honestly feel like, if I'm being honest here, I feel like it wouldn't happen. Does it make sense? Wait, I feel, feel like, like what wouldn't happen? I feel like the Ancient One would not let Stephen Strange become the Sorcerer Supreme bring back someone from the dead. I feel like that will be a talking point from the very jump that he would mention. And I feel like she'd be like, no, that is not what we do here. It is that it unravels fabric of what we so hard at work trying to save, which is reality. And that would undo everything we've done. And so I must turn you away. Goodbye. Find see if you can find somewhere else. So I, I just feel like the possibility of Doctor Strange learning the mystic arts with the sole intention of um, trying to bring someone back from the dead, which never works out in, uh, when it comes to magic. Um, he would have got turned away, right? That's actually, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, like, the can- he was he was lost in the beginning. Maybe like, he, was, he just wanted to fix. He said, "Fix me, fix my hands." Like I just, I'm. This is what I was good at. I just want to fix my hands. So they saw the potential in him because he was a healer, but in this, he just wanted to reverse a death. So. Maybe it was one of those things where, like, she he saw the the possibility, or she saw the possibility, but maybe it wasn't necessarily that. Because, and I want to ask you if you thought this made sense too. Um, remember, like she did this thing where she like split them in two. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I was kind of expecting that. That's what she said. Okay, never mind. But moving on, what well, she kind of like split them in two, right? Like there was a, a well, good only, only he can split her in two, bro. That's a, a, and, a, and a 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 evil Doctor Strange. <laughs> so, I, yeah. which did you think that made sense? Or and then it did you split two men up in in the same timeline and yet they don't know about the other? That doesn't make any sense. So like did the other just go home? Like well all well I guess it makes sense because uh uh, uh he he transported himself to that island. He had no idea what was going on, on the regular on on the earth. I mean, back in New York City. So I'm guessing that's that's why. Hmm. Okay. Uh, that that makes sense. Know. That probably is the only part that can make it make sense is that he she did it in a in a quick flash before he transported. Now I wanna ask you this, man. I really want to ask you this. 
Um, damn, I had it in my head. Oh, how did you feel about this being the first time the washer actually interacted with what was going on? Um, like for me, that was pretty cool to see. And it was definitely a cool well, way to show it, it that. It made sense. Yeah, Doctor Strange had become that powerful that he could sense the Watcher's presence. Because the Watcher, he's kind of been like, he's almost been like the, the Stan Lee of this series. Like, he just pops up. You don't know where he's going to pop up next in this in this uh, show. Like, he'd just be showing up and just watching. Yeah, but and even and even the original Guardians, he, the, he was actually, well, I don't know if it was him specifically, but the Watchers were talking with Stanley during a cameo. Remember? Yeah. So, I mean, I just want to say, I think it makes sense that that was the first time the Watcher uh, said something or interacted with anyone because the a universe was literally crumbling. So, his whole job is to survey and try and for uh, and uh, maximize the life of the universe he's watching. And so from this point on, he had to go on to a different universe, not because the story ended, but because the universe did. Mm. Yeah. So I think that, I think characters like Wanda, Doctor Strange, Loki, um, Hell, um, even uh, 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 oh god, what's the guy's name? What's the guy's name? Um, who was in uh, the evil guy, the evil wizard from Doctor Strange? Uh, uh, Baron uh, Mordo. Uh, yeah, Mordo. There you go. Even I think all magical characters are all characters who have uh, potential to to change reality in some form or another, I think that they are always gonna be characters that perhaps uh, the Watcher may interact with because they're the ones who have the power to change the universe. Mm. Mm. Like that whole Nexus being thing. Mm. Yeah, you know, exactly. I'm speaking of Mordo, I'm trying to think maybe Mordo had a point. You know, the, yeah. you know what? No more wizards. I'm tired of this wizard shit and the magic. I'm tired of it. Maybe at a point, because Doctor Strange seemed to be fucking up lately. Just I mean, saying. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I understand he's still learning. I mean, the, the ancient that, one was a man learning. Hey, many... he's the Sorcerer Supreme. It's a little too late to be learning. Oh, my God. It's a little late to be learning. Oh, my God. What? I'll tell you after. Well, yeah, uh, like, come on, man, like it's a little, it's a little. You need to, you need to get up on the. This isn't exactly a learn on the job thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't be fucking up like this. But the 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 ancient one had hundreds of years to to master her skills. So I mean, he. He's literally within his ten and within ten years of starting. So give the man a break. Nah, I ain't giving him no break. He out here ending the universe and shit. And by the way, how hilarious is it that the watchers just he, the doctor's like, come on, man, you know you can help me, like do something. And the watchers like, nah, nigga, you on your own. 
I can't do nothing about this. We fucked up too much. Sorry. I told you, ass. I, 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 I look, look. You was on this path. There wasn't shit I could do for you. Later, and <laughs> he just bounced. Oh god, I like the watcher. Yeah, yeah, but this. I think this was a. This was a. This was a, uh, an episode with a lot more emotion than I anticipated. Same, yeah, me too. Yeah, I was just kind of, you know, sitting back for, oh, you know, some lighthearted what if fair, and then boom, just gets dark. I mean, even even the episode before this one had some lightheartedness to it, even though it was kind of dark subject matter. This this was just kind of dark for like ninety percent of the time. I mean, we saw Christine die like what a, a, a million times. At least, yeah, at least it's over a dozen. So yeah, um, I like the show so far, man. Uh, I think it's a really good job. I'm always excited to see the next episode. I believe the one after this is Marvel Zombies. We're finally doing that, it seems. So I'm definitely going to be interested in how they handle that. Um, but yeah, uh, so how do you feel about the show so far? Uh, I like it. I, I think maybe a, a slightly different animation style would, would be better. Not saying the CG animation is wrong. I think maybe just a different style. Um, but I like it. I think it's, it's hitting a lot of different beats. It's hitting a lot of drama. It's hitting comedy. It's, it's hitting different genres too. It's, you know, Marvel's first whodunit story. Um, I think it's this is an interesting con- concept. It's actually very brilliant. And um, I think it's wise for them to explore this within animation. Yeah. So I definitely want to see what they do with this um, show next. So we're about to close out this episode, but um, real quick, right before, um, I, I, I guess uh, my, my yeah. co-host saw, I, I saw it earlier. I just, I was, I was going to wait until the end to actually say something. Um, just a quick rest in peace to Michael K. Williams, who, uh, Today is uh, September 6th. Um, he uh, was found dead in his apartment today. Um, I, I just, it's, I don't, I was, it's a shock. I don't even, I don't even like know how to react to it, man. Because like Michael K. Williams, I mean, he's a, he's an acting legend. Like he's Omar, <laughs> you know, uh, if you've seen The Wire, he, he was great in uh, Lovecraft Country. He's been, he's done so many roles. He's been around for a long time and every time i've seen him whether it be on tv or in film he's been amazing so you know i'm yeah all all i want now is for um lucasfilm to release the michael k williams cut of solo yeah you know what i i would see that you know I would definitely because I already liked Solo. Michael K. Williams can only add to that. He was in the he was in the movie. He was it's... in the original cut that um, uh, the directors of oh god who were the original directors again? Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah, he was in the original cut that they did, and he played um, the role that that uh, Paul Bettany did. Paul Bettany played. Oh man, he would have been they great in that role. They recast him. Damn. They recast him when uh, I guess with Ron when Ron Howard decided to direct. Damn, he would have been really good in that role, man. Yeah. It would have been another iconic role for him. Damn, 
man, well, I, for real, I um, you know, pray for his family, everyone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thoughts go out to his family and his loved ones. Um, bit of a, I know it's a bit of a tone shift, but uh, yeah, just I mean, I had to say something, man. That's Michael K. Williams. So, yeah, rest in peace, rest in power to Michael K. Williams. Um, that's the end of the show. Uh, follow us everywhere on our socials. You know where to find us. Listen to us on all platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Follow us on Twitch, streams from words. Um, that's it. Black Lives Matter. And always have, always will. Peace. Bye, everyone.